Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on September 21st, 2018. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we're do here in the and that's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles. And it's a really beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And of course, uh, joining us today as producer and co-host, President and CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce, Mr. Mark Lips. And, of course, with us because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie. Mark, how are you guys doing today? Happy Friday, Good Joe. morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. We Happy love Fridays. Friday. Yes, we do. And, so, and just at the top of the show, Mark, you will get paid today. Oh, okay. Excellent. Excellent. I always love I owe, to hear that. I owe the chamber money. Any all, all nonprofits <laughs> love to hear those words. You will get paid today. Okay, good. <laughs> hey, listen, I do want to uh, uh, just talk a minute about our Young Entrepreneurs Academy. Uh, Joe, hmm. you, this should be speak to you, and uh, that oh, yes. uh, you know we're starting to gather our students together, and this is a 24-week program. It is seven ninety five per kid, and it is basically sixth grade to twelfth grade. It is essentially a business school for kids. Um, it's one night a week, and we have an instructor for the first half, and then we have a guest speaker speaking to that topic the second half. The kids work on the first two weeks creating a business. And by the way, not a business for the whole class. They each work on developing their own business. And then... Um, Throughout the 24 weeks, throughout the year, uh, they they build a marketing plan, a website, they get business cards, they uh, travel to other small businesses to learn from the owners about what it was like to to get a franchise uh, or start your own business. Uh, they hear from legal. Uh, uh, they they learn about you know uh, putting together contracts, all of those things. And let me tell you, we've got about seven or eight businesses that are being run by kids today still in operation from those programs that they were in the last couple of three years. Uh, uh, Nokia, uh, 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 he's got his, uh, he sells his, 
his body surf paddles that he makes. They're handmade, and they sell in all the spider stores um, and online. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Austin has his flavored uh, uh, pecans that he sells, and he and and all of these guys give away a little bit of their proceeds to charity. Paloma, who has a business, has already given away her portion to charity. Has been about five thousand dollars this year. Wow! Um, wow! The last two, the last two. Um, Isabel Horry, the last two years, Isabel Horry, who was a sixth grader at the time, and then last year, uh, Paloma, who was a sophomore at Miracosta, both went, because we choose one of, the, one of the people in the class, our investor panel chooses one of the students in the class to advance to the nationals in Rochester, New York in early May. And both mm-hmm. uh, Isabel, as a sixth grader, with her idea and her, her business plan and her presentation, they have to present, and there's all these college professors and everybody out there um, recruiting guys, you know, by that time when you get to the national level. And she made it to the final eight of all the kids across the wow. country. And uh, last year, Paloma made it to the final six. So the last two years, the Manhattan Beach YEA program has sent two people to the nationals and they finished in the top, you know, eight and six and been written yeah. about beach report, all of this. I mean, and so we're signing up people now, if you have a student, uh, a, a, a son or daughter who's interested in has an idea or wants to think about an idea, or it has that entrepreneurial spirit. They don't have, many of them don't have an idea coming in. They come up with the idea in yeah. the first couple of weeks and you sometimes can come, wow. you can merge with a friend and you come in and do it with a friend. We also have six, scholarships that Manhattan Beach Rotary has donated. And we're meeting with some of the schools mm-hmm. to find out if there are kids in need who have that entrepreneurial mm-hmm. spirit and uh, might be interested in, in being in the program. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, it's always okay. fantastic to see this. It's just fantastic. Is it, is it just is it just Manhattan Beach students? No, nope, it's all South Bay. The guy who had the flavored pecans is from Redondo Union. Okay. Not only that, he was he was on the swim team. He was valedictorian of his class, and he had this business going on, uh, accomplished all of that. I mean, you're going, holy cow, what Mm -hmm. an overachiever. And he does great. You'll see him at the hometown fair, at the street food cinema. I see him every place. Yeah, he's all over the place. place. He has his boot at the different events. He was one of the kids to watch in South Bay Magazine. They profiled him in South Bay Magazine. I saw Um, that. But... You'll see these kids when they start out and they do their presentation when they start out. You know, it's a typical, you know, eighth grader, ninth grader, um, uh, ha, uh, wow, like, like, like. Uh, (laughs) But by April, by April, when they put, when they stand up and do their five minute presentation in front of our investor panel, which is our Shark Tank, they are Mm -hmm. concise, they are put together, they, we teach them to present in their style. We don't have a cookie-cutter approach to presentation. We take their style, and we mold that into the presentation, So, whether it be humor or whatever. And uh, i got to tell you, these kids are just so impressive. That's why the back of the T-shirt says, from student to CEO. And uh, (laughs) I'm just always amazed at these kids. So anyway, we're in the middle of doing that here at the chamber. So if you have someone, please send them our way. It can be anybody in the South Bay. We are the only ones that has the rights mm-hmm. to the program of all the touching cities. And mm-hmm. uh, I just, this is a passion project of mine. I really think this could be a signature um, uh, program in this area. Uh, right. Is it, you know, we're an area of entrepreneurs. So, 
Right. Great. Wonderful. And, I'm, I'm looking forward to all yeah. the events. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we, we have, have um, well, Joe, I want to go over some things that we got well, going to the chamber first. Um, yeah. We have um, just another thing, uh, Heroes of Manhattan coming up. If um, anybody would like to be a part of that, that's where we're going to honor our first responders and um, uh, fire, police, and lifeguard. We already have our lifeguard hero uh, chosen, um, it's, and it's going to be October 17th. It is a uh, – but uh, if you want to be involved in that, if you want to be a sponsor, if you want to be – uh, someone who gives out an award to one of these uh, heroes, uh, please, you know, contact us at the chamber because it's really going to be um, a really fantastic event. It's going to be a lunch, a really nice plated lunch at Verandas at the Beach, which is over on Rosecrans. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, it's it's we're just going to salute these guys and have a nice lunch. It's going to be fun, too. We're going to have some great uh, auction items and, and raffle items and, and uh, silent auction items and things like that. Amy Holworth is going to host. I'm working on talking to Mary Beth McDade about, I uh, hope she hears this, so that way she'll feel like she's forced to do it. I want her to auction <laughs> off. I want her to auction off uh, all of our items, you know. And uh, so it's just going to be, a, a, we don't want it to be super somber, you know. We want it to be fun and, and filled with life and just honoring these guys. So, Looking forward to that. I, I saw right. that information. I saw that information in the chamber newsletter. I I just posted it. Um, there are a few details to be worked out, like ticket price and stuff. So yeah, you know, we're waiting to hear back from Verandas to see, and then we yeah. can um, start selling mm-hmm. because we got to start selling tickets. So um, mm-hmm. hopefully. But there we go. Wonderful. Um, chambers uh, rocking okay. and rolling. All right. Wonderful. Well, we have a great show lined up for people today. Um, this is really a huge uh, deal um, for well, the entire South Bay. Um, it, it, it has a lot of history, and uh, um, it's it's uh, something that we all, you know, um, have to uh, be really aware of because it affects all of our lives and and affects, uh, you know, first responders and everything else that goes on uh, to make this such a, a great place to live. Um, is What's the current status in Manhattan Beach, Mark, we, regarding we are, the fire department? Well, no, we're, we're a local. The reason I wanted Dency to be on is, so we'll go back. So we, uh, we'll introduce you to Dency. Well, why don't we introduce Dency, and then let me talk about how uh, we, this all came about. Okay, great. Um, Jackie, who's our guest today? Our guest this morning is Dency Nelson, a lifelong environmentalist. Dency began that mission on April 22, 1970, organizing his high school's teach-in on ecology for the first Earth Day. Now, since then, he has been an advocate and practitioner of all things sustainable for a healthy planet. His Formosa Beach home was built in 1988, taking advantage of passive solar practices and energy efficiency. The first Formosa Beach resident to put photo photovoltaic, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, photovoltaic solar on his roof in 1999. Mm -hmm. He bought his first electric car in 2002 and is a founding member of Plug in America. Dency remains an active member of the community advocating for a carbon-neutral planet and is the founding chairman of the Hermosa Beach Green Building Committee. He also sat on the commission 
that studied the plan to take the Hermosa Beach Fire Department County. So this morning, we're going to discuss the pros and cons of fire departments going county or staying local. Welcome to the program, Densi. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Well, thank you very much, Jackie. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. I, you know, I almost want to go back to talking about green stuff. I know. <laughs> you know it's like, holy cow, because I got so many, you know, Dempsey, before we get. I'll come back. Yeah, yeah, but uh, because before we, get, before we get started, one of the things I want to do, I have solar, and one of the things I want to do is I, I need to hang a battery on the side of the house, right, if I want to yes, be totally yes, off the grid yeah. in case there's an emergency. Yeah, that's right. something I, as, as, as it was read in the introduction, I put solar on my roof in 1999, but uh, last right. summer I added that battery you're talking about. So, okay, yeah, let's, see, I got to talk to you about that because I want to know, I want to know how to do that. I, um, because if we have you, the big one, you got it. Uh, but yeah. you'll, do you have shotguns and pistols and stuff too? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not about how, that. How, wait, as Joe can tell you, it's never been about that. Well, no, but what yeah. I'm saying is yeah. if there is a huge catastrophe and all of a sudden Dency's house is lit up and he's cooking lasagna in there yeah. and nobody else has power, <laughs> where do you think everybody's going to go? <laughs> well, yeah. you, you know, and, and again, this is a topic that we could spend a couple of shows on, but, if, you yeah. know, yeah. Puerto Rico, for example, you know, a year ago after, yeah. the, Marie, after the hurricane, they have uh, actually uh, implemented an, a great deal of uh, solar and uh, alternative energy and battery storage, but just what you're talking about. So right. absolutely, there, there's, there's potential for getting off the grid and in addition to the environmental uh, positives. So, so are you, are you right. working right. with Robert Fortunato? And, uh, oh, yes. Yes, indeed. And then, he, he, um, he, as, as was mentioned in the introduction, he came to me when I was chairman of the Green Building Committee when he said, uh, I've got this idea for my house. It's a, a, a little uh, beyond the usual building code. I might need your help. And I just thanked him for coming to me because I said, your house, Robert, can be a, 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 a model for some of the things that we hope we can implement in the community. So, yeah, we, we met each other first in, 19, in, in 2007, and I was sort of step-by-step step with him as he uh, did his Green Idea house. Well, I, I was there for the grand opening, and um, well, what I, I was just – and throw, I mean, holy cow, I'm going, wow, I want to do this. Um, and then the other guy uh, who I know um, uh, has the green building over on, well, now it's PCH in El Segundo. Um, oh, what's his name? I just forgot. I just blanked on his name. He lives in Manhattan Beach, um, but mm. he sells green building materials. Um, yeah, well, well, the good, the good news for me, and I say the good news for all of us, is even though there were just a handful thinking about this, uh, you know, even just 10 years ago, um, it's becoming more and more mainstream and builders are implementing because mm-hmm. it just makes yeah. sense. It makes sense in all well, the way makes around. Sense, right. It makes sense, right. It makes sense from both sides because both people are saving yeah. money. You know, if you're using both and, sides And the more the people paper, to do it, you know, yeah. so. with, with, with volume, the costs come down and we're seeing that. Right. And uh, it's very exciting for someone like me who, thank you for the kind introduction, who really has been a tried my best to be uh, uh, mindful of this all my life. I'm waiting well, you know for the something? e-bikes. I'm waiting for the e-bikes to come down so I don't have to spend what Jackie spent on hers. Well, that'll happen it, too. It, it was a gift, Mark. I didn't spend a cent. It was oh, a gift. okay. Good. Well, the reason, <laughs> um, the whole reason I want, I found, Dency, I got your name from Tom Bacley. Yeah. Yeah. At Beach yeah. Cities. And 
um, one of the things I've been thinking about because I, you know, I go to every city council and I'm very involved with the city here in Manhattan Beach. And you know, in the past when we looked at this idea of taking our fire to uh, county, you know, the pitchforks came out and said, no, you're not going to take our local firemen away from us. And you know, there was a lot of myths about what that might mean to a city. And I thought, okay, so I need to get a a fire chief on here to talk about it. And I thought, well, no, the fire chief's going to have that from their perspective. And I said, well, I'll get somebody from the city. No, the city's going to have that from their perspective. Um, And so I was looking and I was asking Tom, I was having lunch with Tom, and I said, Tom, I need someone who's in the middle, who can talk to me, who's explored it, who's not a police or a fireman or is not with the city, but really went down and measured the pros and cons. And he said, well, you should talk to Dency. So who's Dancy? Mm-hmm. So that's how it all started. <laughs> he gave me your information, and the 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 background on this is that it's probably no secret, but you know Redondo is looking at going county, and if Redondo goes county, our whole mutual aid thing goes out the window, and probably Manhattan Beach will need to go county. Plus, Manhattan Beach's take on it from the city standpoint is this will save them money, prepare for that down the road for that pension tsunami that's that's coming towards us. So that's how it all started. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get some thoughts on it and Dency that's what I that's that's how it all began. I love to get the pros and cons. Well Mark you're 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 quite right about um you know Tom's uh recommending uh, you know to talk to me because at the beginning and I I'll, I'll step back in a second and say the prelude to why this became crisis for Hermosa Beach <laughs> but at the outset there was a solicitation for citizens to comment on, you know, should we consider going to Los Angeles County Fire? And, and I'll, I'll say right now, it's Los Angeles County Consolidated Fire District. But for the rest of our conversation, we'll just say County Fire. Um, or staying mm-hmm. with the Hermosa Beach Fire Department. And I will tell you, I was among those from the outset, and, and I did write a letter saying, and it's, and you said the pitchforks coming out. It was like, oh, my God, we can't lose our Hermosa Beach Fire Department. It's part of our branding. Mm. It's part of our Hermosa pride. And that was something that uh, I usually would never do and, and, and uh, counsel other people. Don't comment or react until you do your homework. And I was guilty of that because it was a gut reaction without really learning the facts and learning some information. But, Tom – seeing that I, you know, was one who would ultimately be conscientious about that process, but coming into it said, oh, no, at all costs, you know, whatever it takes, we've got to sustain our Hermosa Beach Fire Department. And now I'll just backtrack a second and say, when I mentioned the word crisis, in early 2016, um, in addition to our firefighters already being kind of stretched and overworked, uh, because we had a 15-member fire department, three five uh, firefighter shifts, and if a guy goes on disability of you know your 15-member mm-hmm. team, one of your shifts is going to be short unless you put a, one of the other guys on working more hours than he should, being away from his family longer than he should, um, or you go out to a neighboring fire department like Manhattan Beach and bring in at a great deal of cost of overtime hours to make sure all of your shifts were staffed. So that was kind of crisis number one. And then on top of it, basically our fire station was condemned. Uh, the tower you know, was termite-written and structurally weak, had to be taken down. 
but the entire station was in jeopardy, and our guys had to be moved out into trailers. So that was mm. injury on top of insult, or whichever way you want to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, we absolutely. kind of crisis point in the spring wow. of 2016, and council members and citizens were concerned about our guys. Um, I don't think there's a city anywhere in the country where people don't love their fire department. You know, they may have different mm. opinions about the police, but, boy, when it comes to fire, the firefighters, and we're kids, the Dalmatian on the fire truck, the fire hats, the badges, you know, just the kind of open door. We all love our firefighters. And it really well, over here, about we do the over here, we do the, you know, the spaghetti dinner before the fire. Sure. For the well, fireworks well, at the firehouse great, great and uh, the, our transition. open house, our all of our that when is, I used to do all the block parties, uh, the firemen would sh- show up at our block party in their truck. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we feed them on the block. I mean, it was part of our community. Well, that, we would, that, that's, they would pull up there, and, and, you know, all the wives were all of a sudden gone because mm-hmm. the firemen were down at the end of the street. And you know. <laughs> what, 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 what kind of kicked off this process is ordinarily in May, Memorial Day weekend, there's a pancake breakfast uh, supporting right. the firefighters in the fire station. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do it in 2016. Okay. Fire station was off limits. Right. Wow. And um, right. what we decided to do then was let's switch this. Let's have kind of what you were talking about. Let's have lunches. Let's have some dinners. Let's have some events to celebrate our firefighters and thank them and make them aware that we're aware of their crisis. So at the same time, um, uh, time uh, Tom Backley, who was our city manager at the time, and uh, uh, Chief Bonanno, our, our fire chief, our, our interim fire chief at the time, he, he'd served 20 years earlier for a few years in Hermosa Beach and then moved on to, to serve in various other fire departments around the county and in other counties. And at the time he left, he kind of put in with the stretched budget this uh, minimum five-member, three-shift, total of 15 firefighters Band-Aid solution, and he'd hoped yeah. that mm. ultimately the city was going to have a bigger solution. When he came back 20 years later, he was kind of appalled that nothing more had been done, and we were not only kind of limping along, we were in this crisis situation, overworked guys, and then ultimately the fire station was in trouble. So a bigger fix, a bigger fix had to be examined. Mm. Mm. hmm so how did that, the, that led to then? That led to then, and this is very much Tom Backley's way of operating, both in the city and now at the city's health district. Let's get a citizens' advisory committee together. Let's get members of the community, mm-hmm. um, uh, from you know, former council members, uh, business owners, re- longtime residents, etc., and let, let's talk about this. Let's present the facts and uh, and talk about it. Talk about the pros and cons, and that's exactly what happened. And uh, I'll just tell you. Very quickly, with the homework that I should have done before I just reacted to, oh, my, we've got to keep our fire department. We, and it just, I I think was unanimous, but I should say among that fire services committee were a lot of retired former firefighters, uh, primarily from Los Angeles County Fire, who all came in already with their hands raised saying, we've got to go to County Fire. And then the rest of us in the community learned all the, all the pros and with very few cons about going to county fire. So what happened? So um, the the committee was made up of, how was the committee made? How was it? How did it break down? Because uh, there had to be a formula. We want three residents. We want 
well, a representative it, of the city. We want a representative of the fire department, some retired, you know. It, 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 it wasn't with exact numbers. Uh, again, when, when, you know, when Tom, from the very beginning, we came in as city manager, was, we were dealing with our oil crisis and a few other things. You know, he's, he got to, because he was rather new to us when that crisis mm-hmm. was, uh, was uh, being attacked. Um, he just kind of got a sense of members of the community who did step up and want to be involved, you know, business owners like, like Ron Newman, Ron and Greg Newman, who have, you know, okay. several restaurants, Sharky, you know, the, I'm yeah. sure you know the name. Um, and, uh, uh, again, uh, former councilman Pete Tucker, uh, former fire, as I said, county firefighters. Um, there wasn't like, okay, we're going to form this committee. It's going to be mm-hmm. 20 people. And four or five, it, but I, I can tell you, as I'm sort of looking back on some of the names, it was a, a very broad reach uh, to members of the community from all of those areas that, that, that both you and I have mentioned here. How many, how many people mm-hmm. did you have on the committee? Was it 20? Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah actually, maybe. Okay. And how not often? everybody, not all of them could come to the sort of <laughs> every, ad hoc, every meeting, um, right? meetings exactly you may be we you know at the very beginning during the summer of 2016 i think we met uh certainly monthly met, okay. i think in a couple of mm-hmm. we were approaching we met a couple of times a month and uh, not everyone could attend i was able to attend just about all of them and uh ultimately i was asked by chief Bonanno and tom to moderate uh, the two town halls we had on this. One was in August in our council chambers, oh, and the other one was in late September of 2016, where we actually went to the community theater and um, had a hope for and did get a much bigger audience. And uh, in the meantime, I'll say that Chief Bonanno and a couple of individual members of the committee, but primarily Chief Bonanno, was reaching out to Kiwanis, uh, uh, to, to the women's club, to uh, the, the garden group to every community organization and small groups to kind of present the overview of the quote unquote crisis and the possible solution uh, of uh, um, uh, uh, there, there were sort of three three proposals of of status quo um, which was kind of scary for all of us, especially for our firefighters. Mm-hmm. Rebuilding in-house, and with the word rebuilding, it meant not only the fire station, but examining, expanding each of the shifts to have a deeper a pool of firefighters to go into, which, you know, again, cost is involved in all of these things, or there are mm-hmm. options going to Los Angeles County Fire. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that so listen- happened throughout the summer. All right, so listen, let's do a station break real quick, Joe, and when we come back, we'll go through each of these options, Densi, okay? Sure. These primary three options, sure. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show, and today we have a very special topic. Uh, We're talking about uh, county or local fire departments. Uh, Primarily, uh, we're going to be discussing the the decision-making process in Hermosa Beach, but it's something that all of the beach cities are uh, grappling with at this point, and we're going to talk about the, the whys and wherefores of that. Uh, normally, we'd, we'd uh, give a phone number out for people to call in and ask questions, but right now we're going to focus on the discussion, so we'd love for you to uh, call your neighbors and 
and friends and have them tune in as well. Uh, of course, if you're listening in podcast, share this with your family and friends. Uh, this is a very important topic for us all. And with that, uh, Densi, take us through the, the, the options and, and why we've come to the conclusions or why you've come to the conclusions you have. Well, probably the most impressive thing that we were presented with at one of our earliest meetings was a, a legal size paper length of the three columns of status quo, rebuilding in-house in Los Angeles County Fire Department, and then the list of services. And at the top, um, all three of these options um, share um, this is uh, something would be provided. Basic life support, you know, the, the BLS, the EMTs, you know, coming on an emergency call. Advanced life support, that's with, you know, ambulance backup. Um, transport to hospital, um, the, uh, the, the fire engines, the number of engines available in the fire station itself. After that, then, there's long, empty spaces for both status quo and rebuilding and a long column of X's for the things that, under contract with L.A. County Fire, would be provided under that contract. Um, I'm not going to say all of them, but hazardous materials response, urban search and rescue, swift water rescue, that's not so much an issue for us. Our, our county lifeguards, in our case, take care of that off our beaches here. Hazardous material uh, disclosure, uh, a dedicated fire marshal, certified plan review analysts, certified fire inspectors. There's a long list here of, of services that day-to-day aren't necessary and are Hermosa Beach Fire Department were not able to provide when needed, it meant outside contracting. With part of, with mm-hmm. being a part of Los Angeles County Consolidated Fire, uh, all of this is available with the contract. Just about every service you needed would be provided. But, so that, that's that list that was impressive. But here's the thing that I think tipped it. Um, there were a couple things that tipped it. But here, here was the thing, and I alluded to it before. If one of our firefighters goes on disability, through injury or accident, whatever, we're one man short. In some cases, we could be as many as two men short. And we have to go to a much more expensive option and, or, or a one that is, puts the, our services in jeopardy by an overworked firefighter. Um, with county fire, if a guy calls in with a disability where he can't come to work one day, we've got a pool of 4,000 firefighters where a guy can come in immediately and fill that slot for the time necessary until mm-hmm. uh, uh, the guy, you know, um, your regular guy who's been assigned to our station comes back. So that was mm-hmm. something that was um, sort of an immediate fix for an immediate problem. The other thing is not a single one of our firefighters lived in Hermosa Beach. And quite frankly, none mm-hmm. of them lived very near to Hermosa Beach. Now, Chief Bonanno mm-hmm. coming back did, but he was the only one of the entire fire department who was living in Hermosa Beach. We had guys commuting as far away as like Arrowhead and in the far western parts of, uh, of the San Fernando Valley. So they're commuting mm-hmm. to work, adding to the hours they're away from their home. And with county fire, and this is one of the reasons there were so many of the retired guys who said, God, I wish this option had been around when I was working for county fire. I could have worked close to, to home or I could have worked right here in my own town of Hermosa Beach. By going to county fire, our guys have the option, and they've exercised that option now that we've done it, to be blended into 
stations as spaces are available closer to home and vice versa. Mm. We are surrounded by county firefighters here in this area that are working at stations who knows where who are able to raise their hand and become part of the Hermosa Beach team here in what is now Station 100 of County Fire. So that was tremendously Mm. appealing, uh, not only uh, to the firefighters themselves, but um, in a way this touched into my environmental aspirations. Think about the shortened commute time, the shortened, you know, the the fewer Mm. emissions and all those. So the the things started adding up just for personnel themselves. Um, Mm. The other thing was um, cost. Um, In the status quo was not an acceptable solution. And we, we examined to a certain extent the, the cost of, as we've had over the 20 years since Pete, uh, Chief Bonanno has been gone, increasing the number of our fire department. Well, that increased the budget considerably. And um, in addition to that, faced with what was going to be probably about a $10 million bill for rebuilding the fire station. Now, that, that could be a whole discussion itself about uh, how, how this came about, that by going with county, we're basically going to get the fire station we need for about $2 million. Uh, part, mm. part of it is because under the county fire, we don't need to have some of the administrative staff that when you're a single fire department having to meet all the needs, the administrative staff that is necessary it's handled kind of district-wide. Um, we, we don't have mm-hmm. a full chief. In, uh, we don't need the administrative staff, thus we don't need the administrative sta- uh, space in our fire station. So um, there, mm-hmm. was, there was that. Um, and um, I, 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 mean, I think those were the important points. I, well, one, one of the more interesting things that was kind of a capper on this, in the 20 years that Chief Bonanno was uh, in, in other places, he had worked for time uh, at the Beverly Hills Fire Department, which I think is two or three stations with a $22 million budget. What we were talking, and I'm not sure what Manhattan Beach's budget is for fire, but we were talking six, around six, seven million is where we've been. And I can tell you that's about where we are now, maybe a little slightly more, having gone to county. Uh, Beverly Hills had, you know, its own fire department, still does, with about a $22 million budget. When Chief Bonanno was with the fire department, the, the city manager at the time, um, he has now transferred, he's the city manager of Rancho Palos Verdes. And Rancho Palos Verdes has been with County Fire for some time. And during this process, Chief Bonanno asked the city manager, who had been at Beverly Hills, now these at Rancho Palos Verdes with County Fire, say, have you recognized or seen any diminished service from what you experienced as city manager in Beverly Hills going from a $22 million budget, certainly in a larger city than Rancho Palos Verdes, but going and receiving county fire services? And the honest answer from the city manager was, frankly, Pete, it's better. And that was kind of the clincher. Um, ultimately, you know, with these other details that would be solved by having county that for six or $7 million, we are getting the kind of service we need in Hermosa Beach that uh, even a $22 million fire department in Beverly Hills couldn't as adequately provide um, as going to county. Wow. Wow. It, well, it, okay. It really so, is a complete answer. So it, it, 
begs the question, though, um, Dancy, why have we all done this before? Well, uh, as we predicted during this process, we thought that the whole reason for you having me on this show is that both Redondo and Manhattan are considering exactly the same thing we've done. Now, I guess that's kind of going to be up to the county as well because you can't just demand this from the county. And there is, right. a, you know, there is a request and it has to be approved. And I'm not sure how far you guys uh, in Manhattan Beach or Redondo has gone with this, but um, you're quite right. Uh, it, 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 there is now seeing that the transition to county fire for Hermosa has been extremely successful. And with all the benefits that I mentioned, it's a kind of forcing the issue and you're, these other two communities are looking at it. When you say why hasn't it been uh, approached? Well, because or, they, first of all, all the positives you've mentioned, um, uh, it just seems yeah. like it, uh, it almost, and I don't want to weigh in on, on yes or no on this, but uh, it just seems like a no-brainer to go county. This seems, you know, <laughs> I was just going to use the word. It, it, it exactly became a, a no-brainer for all of us sitting on the committee. And again, you know, is this too good to be true? Um, what, where, where's the, where is the downside? And, and so far, we haven't seen it. I can tell you the first thing, besides what I voiced in my letter about losing our identity, losing our branding, um, there was a concern that becoming large, a part of the larger that we wouldn't be paid attention to, we wouldn't have the immediate response, uh, and all that was the big question. Are we going to, if you call in and need uh, an EMT, you got an emergency, you pretty much haven't finished the call before you hear the sirens coming from uh, the Hermosa Beach Fire Station. That's what we were used to. And people were afraid there was going to be a lag. There wasn't going to be the quick response. And that, we spent a good deal of time asking those questions. I went twice to the county dispatch center to see how they operated, which I, I, let me just tell you, this, this experience was not only educational, it was really fun. I mean, all of us are kids at heart when it comes to firefighters and all <laughs> their equipment. Yeah, it, it, I, I could tell you it was great. And, and I, I can tell you that the county fire department is extremely proud of what they have to offer. That was the other thing through this process. It's such a professional organization. From the, from the on-the-line guys, up to the, 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 the chief of the whole county fire department, they are proud of this right. organization. We, we got right. to go to right. where they have their warehouses, where they send out uh, aid all over the world. When hurricanes happen in Puerto right. Rico, when, uh, a, we are counted on. There's two fire departments in the United States, ours and one in Virginia, that is thought of as the international backup for disaster relief. We've got it. Right. I mean, uh, you can hear the pride, the pride <laughs> in my voice. As much as I have pride for Hermosa Beach, I'm proud that Los Angeles County has these professionals and these kinds of – I had no idea. Uh, well, you know, the equipment, the scoops and the helicopters and the bulldozers. We went to, we out, out on the boats, out on the bay. All what about these things? Do you get that extra ambulance that you might need? You know, well, the – the, 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 again, that would have probably had to come into, uh, you know, there, there's going back to the, to the basic services we have with our 15-member mm -hmm. fire department. Um, when a fireman goes out who's EMT as well to a call, and ultimately it seemed that that uh, 
that patient has to be taken to the hospital, um, it not only tied up um, the EMT truck, the ambulance, and even before we uh, transitioned to county, we were calling upon the services of McCormick mm-hmm. at the right. extra cost for that. But it also ties up the uh, one firefighter, at least in the case of we were sending our own ambulance, mm-hmm. at least two, because one's driving through the check-in process at the hospital. So um, in terms of personnel, I believe that still happens, uh, but um, we have uh, fully implemented a contract with McCormick. And, and, I, and, and, and don't yeah. quote me on this because I'm not quite sure how it happens, but emergency, medical emergency, first thing, our guys roll out with our mm-hmm. EMT truck and see if it's something they can take care of right there without calling or having to transport the patient to the hospital. When it's seen immediately that transport to hospital is necessary, that's when now I think right away they don't even put them in, McCormick comes. And McCormick's kind of, I think, on Mm -hmm. standby uh, when a situation like this occurs, Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, with really no delay if it's determined, okay, this uh, this is more critical. I mean, our guys are still capable of providing the immediate life support but when it's determined this person needs to be delivered to a hospital, it's a, a, a contract that, again, I, I, again, I'm not completely clear on the finances of how uh, our contract with McCormick uh, works, but uh, the transport becomes then uh, a, a contracted mm-hmm. ambulance service. Right, right. Yeah, we're, again, wrestling, right. From we're what, wrestling with that yeah. right now. So. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and, okay, and were, I got one, one, one. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, as we got deeper into it and it looked like we were going to go this direction, there were the options of how to uh, contract that specific service, the ambulance and transport. So there were options there, too, that uh, the city uh, determined, along with recommendations from County Fire, the best way to go about that. And mm-hmm. so far, everything mm-hmm. seems to be working. Okay, so so okay, so that begs a question. So your committee met you saw what was available from county uh you put your 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 presentation together and you went to the community um listening to you uh it, 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 it as mark said it seems like a no brainer was that the reaction you got from the community or th- were there still a lot of holdouts any anyone who came to a town hall who attended one of the smaller learning sessions I can tell you, they, I'd say the vast majority came into it with that same first, oh, we can't give up our fire department, and left with about an 80-20, in some cases 90-10, this is the better thing to do, go to county fire. It kind of proceeded mm-hmm. along the same way that our fire services committee, as we learned the facts, said, kind of you know, begging the question, why haven't we done this sooner? And uh, it really did become pretty overwhelming, the numbers of those that were willing to come and learn and not just close their ears and react badly, or in the case, you know, even if they were sitting in the meeting, still not be convinced for whatever reasons, but the overwhelming reaction from an educated uh, citizenry was, this is a good idea. Once you had the fact. Were there any groups in particular that were just dead set against it, uh, unions or uh, was there any well, specific I, I, group that just for whatever reason 
I mm-hmm. said no. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought up Union because I had here in front of me, and I can tell you that our Hermosa Beach Firefighters Association, although we certainly got the indication from from Aaron, who was the president, a couple of others that in their fatigue, in their long time service to Hermosa Beach, their love for Hermosa Beach, but their actual physical fatigue because of the conditions. Their, their families, uh, perhaps marriages mm-hmm. on the verge of breaking up because of time spent away from family. Mm-hmm. There was a wide-eyed desire on the part of the firefighters that did come and listen and participate that kind of said, we got to do this, we got to do this. But I can tell you they reserved their opinion until late September, early October, after this process of taking it to the community happened. They did not want to extremely be biased. And then I was asked, actually, in late September 2016 to come to the fire station and receive the letter. It was a two-page letter signed by Aaron Marks, the, time, the, the president of the Most Beach Firefighters Association, and uh, I forget which of the lieutenant actually handed me the letter. And I'm looking at it, and there's a full, full page here in front that was describing the situation. And I'm on pins and needles because I'm waiting to hear, well, what's, what have they determined? I mean, we really need these guys because that's what the community is concerned about. They're concerned about our guys and the right. health and welfare of our mm-hmm. guys. I said, what's their decision? I flip the page over as I'm doing now, and there the second paragraph on the second page was, States, the Hermosa Beach Firefighters Association feels it is now our duty to voice our position and recommendation. At this time, our position and recommendation is for the city to enter into the negotiation process with the Los Angeles County Consolidated Fire District to provide contracted fire and paramedic services to the city of Hermosa Beach. And I just said, yippee. And I also found out that it was a unanimous vote. It was a unanimous vote from all of our firefighters. So, Dempsey, though, okay, so here's the, and, and you know this, but and this is something when we went through this before, and I have a feeling, I, I'm, the only reason I'm ha- I wanted this conversation is because I, I have a feeling we're going to go through it again. And the, the, the resident out there, first of all, we all know our fire department, and so you're afraid, are they going to be let go, guys that I know that I've brought cookies to, are they going to be released, are they not going to be, are they going to be out of a job? So... We've answered that, which is great. It's actually they might be better off because they might actually be able to go to a station closer to where they live or, or what have you. Um, right. Secondly, uh, um, is so I so I'm going to assume that our fire people would want that as well. Um, secondly, uh, it, there are there is no research that says response times have uh, uh, increased. Um, from two minutes to eight minutes to ten minutes or anything like that, right? I mean, that that's correct. There, there's no that's research. Correct. Our city saves a few bucks, especially in the long run when it comes to pensions and all of that. So it's a win from the city side. Um, it's as far as services, we get more services to us now. One of the questions, and I think you and I kind of discussed this a little bit, but one of the little details, you know, those little community, small-town field details, the equipment, is Hermosa got to keep their branding, right? It's still the Hermosa Beach Fire Department. No, it's not. No? No? But, I mean, the the branding on the trucks, on the trucks, doesn't it say Hermosa? 
it, it says a Los Angeles County Fire Department Station 100. Uh, um, I thought it, I so thought it was still branded. Uh, no, uh, it, it is okay. definitely Los Angeles County Fire Department. You know, remote, it, it, it's actually I haven't even really seen. Although, again, don't quote me on this, but mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that it says Hermosa Beach Station. Uh, I, I don't think that's on any of the equipment. Uh, oh, is, I thought you had mentioned uh, that it was that they were able to keep their branding. That was one of the positive. Maybe no, that, that, no, or, okay. no. And, yeah. and then, oh, all right. And, so and, that's that's. Yeah, that would I would you know, you almost want to say can we put Los Angeles County up there underneath Manhattan Beach uh, Station or Manhattan Beach Fire Department or something so that you can and, and have a you little know, local I don't branding. Miss, I don't want to misspeak here. I don't believe we see Hermosa Beach, nor would you see Hawthorne, nor would you see Rancho yeah. Palos Verdes on the engine. What you do see is the number of the station and it's kind of cool we wound up with station 100 that's just the coincidence we are mm-hmm. station 100 of the los angeles county fire department and our trucks which are now all red where we were white trucks for a while for whatever but now even some mm-hmm. of the equipment that we kept was repainted and relabeled we're mm-hmm. station 100 and uh, by okay. the way in that process too there was some selling of our trucks how much would the county give us for the equipment that we had invested in and like any used vehicle, you know, it was uh, an estimate of its worth and we got credit for that, et cetera, et cetera. So we're doing all that transition. Those details were taken care of as well. Okay. So I, now I have to ask, so Hermosa has done this. Sounds like it's very successful. Uh, is the commu- is the community mm-hmm. happy? I have not heard any complaints. Again, it okay. seems to have been one of these things that when we were going through those that were alarmed, who are uh, who are uh, uh, involved in it to want to come in and hear the story? Um, if they aren't really even completely convinced, they kind of felt they didn't have any objections, so they quieted down. And I'm sure there was. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And right. I have so, not heard of any problems. How long? Okay, so from, yep. So Manhattan is considering this. Redondo is considering this. Um, and and they're relatively small towns. What about Torrance, a uh, much much bigger city? Uh, do we know anything uh, about Torrance retains its own fire department? I I, I haven't heard uh, there. Uh, and, and as you say, they're a much larger city. Um, they again uh, the, the details and it never really even came up. Um, obviously, what was more inclined to come up was our neighboring cities of Redondo and Manhattan. Well, it's the cities. Let, it's the cities let, that let you, you have your mutual thing. aid with, right? Exactly, and, mm-hmm. and let me tell you, there was there was certainly I'm uh, one former council member who was pretty adamant that we needed to keep this more local, and it was often talked about. You know what should have happened? We should have had regional fire departments. You know this should have been fixed a long time ago, so that there could have been a Redondo Hermosa Manhattan fire department. And uh, why mm-hmm. aren't we looking at that? Why can't we do well? You. We've kind of alluded to it Funny. in this conversation, Jackie. It, well, it, it's it's the it's the guys, it's the benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we were to start from scratch, which that would be oh starting from scratch with a brand new fire department, a whole new pension and benefits plan would have to be uh, created. And we know mm-hmm. from our CalPERS issues and the unfunded benefits and the problems that a lot of our communities are going through, trying to come up with the money to just take care of benefits provided now guaranteed by contract 
whatever contract negotiations for a new fire department with those three entities would not be offering benefits to firefighters that would have made it feasible. Um, you know, when L.A. County uh, looks for new uh, uh, firefighters, they get thousands of applications. Oh, my God. Um, you know, even under our own situation before, when we needed to advertise for a firefighter, we didn't get all that many uh, applications from what would be otherwise qualified and, and welcome firefighters because I think they kind of knew what our situation was and uh, that maybe um, uh, it wasn't the best choice. Uh, so that you know, that, that's a whole other thing that I didn't get into earlier. The uh, the idea of you know the professionals that we can attract now. Well, first of all, it's a done deal because they're provided by the county. But we were having some difficulty advertising and getting uh, good folks who mm -hmm. would want to come and work for just the single fire department. Um, you know, so mm -hmm. there was a guarantee of benefits and seniority for our guys transitioning to county creating a new fire department with the three cities would have been starting from scratch and uh, it's just yeah financially no, that, that that just seems right. like a financial plus you're right uh the benefits why would i go there but to the, to the point of la county though when you have eight thousand people applying for and this is what the i think that was the stat of um a couple of years ago for some positions there were 12 positions open and they had like i mean it's one yeah. of the toughest jobs to get uh oh, the, yeah the, yeah I, and because again and, and i had no idea until i took my tours and came back with la county pride about um in this day and age when some of us get very disappointed about services provided whether they're private or government um, I'm 66 mm -hmm. years old, and uh, I grew up in a time when, you know, I absolutely looked up to uh, any any services provided by our, our communities. And, you know, it, it's lacking in a lot of areas now. But, boy, that isn't the case with L.A. County Fire. There's, All right. Uh, so there's, 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 yeah. Here's the question. So, okay, and this is another one, and this is a what if. People say, uh, okay, the big one hits, okay? Yeah, I mean, the – the ground is shifting, and uh, it's catastrophe, and, and there's no power, and everybody's down all over L.A. County. Where do, I, where do the firemen in uh, Hermosa go? Do they go to – are they sent by county to another hot spot that they feel is more um, uh, in need than, say, the citizens of Hermosa? Uh, again, uh, the, the, as the needs – I'm assuming they would leave a skeletal crew back. and that's uh, Absolutely. I, you know, I think you have to really look at this. And, again, some would suggest, oh, there's going to be a greater focus on whatever. Hey, don't, don't forget, if there's a disaster of that nature, our guys, even in the past, were leaving our what fire station yeah. to go help right. out. Yeah. Yeah. Better fact, yeah. We were supposed to yeah. do our, our badging ceremony in early December. And uh, Supervisor Hahn was going to be there. It was going to be a big deal. and uh, But we were in – massive fires the first week of december of last year as you recall and half of it, some of our guys like guys from every fire station in the county were up in northern california fighting the massive fires up there so we had but to how many the in how many in hermosa were taken out of there i i, I can't, can't give you the exact number because they the were county our guys you know. were all already you know as need is and and if that mutual aid that you mentioned yeah. and again this is just the dedication of these firefighters they're, they're going to go where the need is and i have great having seen the dispatch center operate 
I have a great faith that the right decisions will be made to deal with the problem at hand without putting any community in jeopardy. And if it looks like the community is in jeopardy, they'll immediately fix that and send resources. Mark, with county, um, like what happened in New York City on 9-11, all of the closest fire departments went to Ground Zero and – because in New York City, it's all one big giant fire department. They don't have individual things. So fire departments from Queens and Brooklyn and Staten Island came in to fill those empty houses because those right. houses personnel were down, exactly. at, down at Ground Zero. So they just so moved in. The yeah. So if Hermosa people have to go someplace, county will shift another group of people from right. an area that's not affected into it to be in the house to handle Hermosa. Yeah. And, 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 again, we have mutual aid with the beach cities. Yep. It's pretty. It's pretty limited, you know. So, it, you know, if, that, if that, most of people that, have that, to that's people that, so so county, you just have much bigger resources. And, uh, and I, county, I think that's so, a great way to look at it, Jackie. What you described as New York City. Just think of Los Angeles County and the Consolidated Fire District. The people they serve, that's their community. No matter how big or how small, the people in that big community all have to be served. Just like in New York, when that did that, they had to be served. And without leaving a weakness back at home base, but right. it's just like a big Hermosa. The L.A. County is just a big mm-hmm. community that we all live and need fire service for. So, uh, so one of the reasons, too, if Redondo goes county, that pushes us into county because once you are county, then it's just a given you have that mutual aid because you're all part of one, the same family. Right. Right? Right. Correct. 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 Okay. Uh, but still, there is, and I'm not sure what the letter of the law is, the letter of the agreement, no community is going to be left to burn. I mean, let's say yeah. if Manhattan Beach, even as they're considering this, still is the Manhattan Beach Fire Department, and Redondo has gone county and we're county, um, there are going to be resources sent. I mean, the billing process yeah. and all that will be taken care of after the fact. But no one is, we, we all respond before, we all respond now, and we'll continue to respond. Certainly financially and logistically, the better option would seem to me if the county's willing to uh, entertain the idea of both Redondo and Manhattan joining Los Angeles County Fire Service. Um, it kind of does, I'll use the word, it sounds like a kind of like a no-brainer. And um, we, we thought this might be what would happen as the success of our transition was demonstrated that our neighboring communities would be considering exactly what they're considering now. How long did the process take, when, starting from when you were thinking about it, where we are right now, starting the committee, getting the approval from county, and then switching to county? What time frame was that? What span was that? Well, as I said, we, we first started having these meetings in the town halls through the middle, through the end of uh, 2016. Yeah, but you had the um, believe... committee before that. You had to have the – No, well, the, no, the, the committee came into the, in spring of 2016, right about oh, okay. May and okay. June when we – couldn't do the pancake breakfast. I mean, that was right. kind of the call, right. to, call to arms. And uh, then this process that was very ad hoc, certainly led by Chief Bonanno. He was, uh, you know, like anything, you need a charismatic leader, a knowledgeable, charismatic leader to feel confident and to trust. And I can't speak highly enough of, of Chief Bonanno. Did they he have is Dancy. all of what I just described. Dancy, did they but, have the approval from L.A. Question. County? Did they have yes? Oh yes. Now, now, now again, they, they, that we had suggested consideration of this. I believe we got the open door to 
fully explore uh, by around November or so. Again, don't quote me. I could go through my papers of 2016. So, look, we wouldn't have pursued it and wasted our time if we knew it was going to be a closed door. But the indication was from county that uh, we could pursue this, and they were providing the information, the cost, et cetera, so that we, again, could pursue this with knowledge of all the little details, as you said. Mm -hmm. And then I think when council approval came, and I believe that was late 2016 or early early 2017, uh, I'll just cut to the chase. Uh, uh, County Fire Service started on December 31st, 2017. Uh, We had our badging ceremony then, like the day before, and there was a party at uh, what was the the form of the the, the mermaid, uh, whatever it became, Mm -hmm. of the guys just sort of saying, and long-time retired Hermosa firefighters came out. Many of our guys, you know, knew they were going to be staying on with, uh, and that was the other part of the process, too, making sure that at least three engineers stayed for each of the shifts so that those who knew the neighborhoods those, you know, would negotiate our 1.3 square miles and get the trucks of the EMT safely. So all of that was, and I can't even tell you right now for sure how many of our guys from before opted to stay with us or to at least ask county if they could stay with us. Um, But I know there's Hmm. a lot of new faces, and uh, I haven't heard anything but the happiness of our guys who I hope got positions certainly closer, if not really close, to where they live. Uh, but the main thing is they mm. remain Los Angeles County firefighters with all of their benefits. And, uh, so none, their of families, the personnel, none of the personnel lost out. Nobody lost their jobs. They were either placed no, somewhere no. else or remained guaranteed, in. Guaranteed. Both. Guaranteed. And I can tell you because I read off the name of everyone. I was the one who emceed the badging ceremony, which was a lot of fun with, uh, uh, with the, the county fire chief. I should remember his name. He's a great guy. And the local uh, chief who comes, works out of the Hawthorne, uh, Chief Hale who's kind of our local uh, yep. chief. Now, um, uh, the badging, so I called the name of every one of our Hermosa Beach firefighters who came up and was given then the county badge. Dempsey, the we're, over, were there and, we're, we're uh, over time, but I have one question, guys, i got to ask because it is the Chamber of Commerce. How, what, where did the business, local businesses stand with, uh, with all of this? Ron when you asked all the this. question earlier about uh, were there any groups right. that opposed um, I don't know of any group that opposed. Uh, I, I can't tell you honestly if the Chamber of Commerce put their seal of approval. I think they did. Ron and his son Greg and the others who were business owners, right. like me and like the others, came over very quickly to this well, they is a are good the idea. Chamber of Commerce. We need so, to do yeah. this. Yeah, well, there you go. So sort of All okay, right. they were ad hoc represented. Yep. Got it. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, we, gentlemen, we got to wrap this up. We got to wrap it well, up. Uh, thank, thank you, thank thank you, so, you much so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, you're very it's welcome. Great thank having you for you. the opportunity. No, you thank laid you, it out uh, real give well. My, yes, give my love to well. Moira and uh, Charlie and uh, thank everybody. You. And thanks to your family, um, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, and uh, this was a great uh, topic and a, and someone great, but we're going to have Dency back to talk about some of the other uh, initiatives that he's involved with, certainly the, the solar panels and the, the battery uh, together uh, are a complete package for self-sustained uh, uh, power when the power goes out. It doesn't have to be a tsunami. It can be uh, many other kinds of events uh, that cause the power to go out and you have power in your home 
certainly if you have uh, medical conditions that require power or, or anything like that, that's uh, key and, and, and that technology uh, is available and the costs are coming down rapidly. So we're going to have another show about that. Thank you so much. Um, thanks, Mark. Oh, thank you, guys. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. And, Dency, wonderful getting to know you uh, this way, at least. And I hope we can meet and, and talk further. We, we will, Mark. Thank you. Same, same, same here. Thank you, Jackie. <clears throat> Always a pleasure, Joe. <laughs> Have thank a you, Jackie. great weekend, everyone. <laughs> thank you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.